0: We live long and prosper, Mike. <laughs> or do we record long and prosper? I
1: don't know. We, we, we do something and prosper.
0: A modern podcast where Chris and Mike talk about TV, movies, movies, superheroes and everything in between it's time for superhero slate hello everyone and welcome to superhero slate the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news
1: we love tv movies and superheroes so let's talk it all out my name is chris dillard
0: and my name is mike royer and this is a spoiler cast for star trek beyond the third Ooh. film in the franchise reboot but the 13th film overall Yeah, lots of Star Trek. (laughs) Yes, lots of Star Trek. So there are spoilers in the spoiler cast, duh, so don't be surprised if we ruin it for you. But we did go see, this is more of a surprise spoiler cast for us. We didn't expect to do this.
1: This was a little impromptu. Uh, we kind of have planned to do a spoiler cast at the end of the summer and kind of wrap up and talk about you know movies that fell through the cracks, movies we didn't get a chance to see. And this was gonna be one of them. I was just gonna kind of loop that into into everything else there, but we actually had a chance to go see this. Uh, you you had always planned on seeing it opening weekend, but I didn't know if I was gonna have time. But actually, some of the buzz I, I heard about the movie got me a little excited. So you know I was like oh. I I'll make some time. So I made some time early this morning to go see the first showing uh, of the of the movie. So, yeah, this is kind of – this is unplanned. So this is kind of a, a bonus yeah. spoiler cast, if you will.
0: We, we had no notes on this. I mean, you kind of – I mean, it had to have been almost midnight my time when you texted me and said, mm. let's do a spoiler cast on this. I just bought <laughs> tickets. I'm like, all right. And I'm planning on going last night, but we got home late from a wedding reception. So I was like, all right, I'll go see it tomorrow afternoon and go to the recliner theater, right? Yeah, Um, try it out. Well, then we woke up and my wife is, you know, under the weather um, from like, I guess, allergies or something. So we didn't get to go do that. So I just went on by myself (laughs) to watch it and then left her at home medicated. So (laughs) I got to go watch this by myself. And um, this week I've rewatched the other Star Trek movies. Uh, Star Trek and and, and in the darkness this week, one a night kind of prepping myself for this movie because I'm like, I really like the first one. Maybe I need to give the second one a, a second chance uh and then to get ready for the third one because again the same way i've heard good things about this movie like star trek beyond heard good things and i i kind of agree with them like i think it's a i think it's a good movie
1: yeah, it was, a, it was a bit of a shock to hear. Uh, we talked a little bit in our normal weekly episode of Superhero Slate uh, about the movie at the top. And I said uh, there was a little bit of writing on this movie. You know, I felt like it was already confirmed that we were going to get a fourth before the movie came out. But obviously some people had had a chance to see it already. But I felt like this could possibly have been the last Star Star Trek movie after we saw the second one. I was like, okay, they're going to do a third one. Maybe do, just do a classic trilogy, you know, just three movies and wrap it up uh But this movie, I guess, uh, has really reinvigorated the the characters in the
0: franchise. I agree. I think. I think, though. I mean, I do not like that. In the darkness is a remake of Wrath of Khan, uh, mm-hmm. and like I said in the original uh, episode that we did this week, I like that the first one and this one are original stories. They are totally new. They're not retreading anything, um mm-hmm. and and I definitely enjoy this. However. I don't I don't think it's the best one. I think the first one's still the best one. It captures the magic and the energy and the mystique, I guess, of, of, of Star Trek and exploration and, and space. So I don't know if you noticed this, but this movie felt like a, a Guardians of the Galaxy parallel. Like, there's a lot of Guardians of the Galaxy elements there, and I noticed it when I watched that... The Earth, or not the Earth, but the planetoid they went to, the refueling station looked a lot like Xandar. Yeah,
1: I mean, from, from I, I could movie. see, I could see maybe the similarities within the plot a little bit with the bad guy trying to to destroy like the pristine planet, but I, I, I definitely didn't get any Guardians of the Galaxy like spirit in oh. this movie at all.
0: Well, I think I mean it, visually and, and even like a little story wise to me it felt the same because like that that spaceship with like the, the all the ships are like i guess all not all the ships but all the buildings are pointed towards the gravity thing in the center like that looked like xandar where you meet rocket and groot and stan lee for the first time mm-hmm. like all that the, the the physical makeup of the characters again the star trek but uh, that felt like xandar to me this overly religious or not religious but like fanatic trying to take down the you know the police i guess of the galaxy kind of thing i don't know it just but with like uh an ability to destroy whole worlds. It just felt too similar to me. But I don't fault it for this at all. Uh-huh. Like, I think Beyond was a fantastic experience. All the characters got pretty equal story time there. I feel like they each got their own, like, little points. Um, but I also find it ironic that the, the bridge crew is the one who gets to do all the fun stuff the whole time. Like, you don't meet any ancillary characters other than Jayla throughout the, throughout the, the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So um but I mean again I think um the one of the wasted points about this movie is uh Idris Elba as the villain I, you can't tell who he is and he doesn't really i don't think he acted that well. I don't know what what did you think?
1: Well, I mean, overall when it comes to to this film, I felt like it was a really solid B. A lot of people are saying, "Oh, this is a really really great an A. I would give it a a solid oh, yeah. uh, I'll give it a a solid B. It's definitely not a bad movie at all. Um it definitely felt like a movie that it, there wasn't really a whole lot of stakes going on. Obviously, yes, there were stakes that millions of people could die on this uh the space station that they were building, but I I felt like uh there wasn't a whole lot uh, going on within the Star Trek mythos, which is one reason why I really, really liked the first Star Trek movie. And it's actually one thing that I kind of liked about the second Star Trek movie. There's a lot of uh, stuff going on with uh, Starfleet specifically, and Kirk moving up through the ranks, and, uh, and Earth uh, being uh, a focal point in both movies at, at one point in time. And they did some really unique things in the first movie with time travel that really that really put the whole Star Trek franchise on, spun it on its head, and I thought that was really, really great. This movie kind of feels almost kind of like a filler movie, kind of like a movie within a long string that doesn't really affect things too much. Yeah, we got a little bit more of Kirk uh developing of the type of captain and person that he wants to be in the future but i felt like beyond that not a whole lot happened you know we are very detached from uh from the earth from the planet because we were very far away this is a brandly a brand new built uh station so we kind of have to anchor ourselves around that now and um Yeah, I I felt like I was never really too worried about that. You know, Starfleet seems to be totally on board with Kirk now. He seems like he can kind of write his own check. You know, they offered him that position of basically Admiral of this whole space station uh, and they were totally on board with it. So um, it was kind of hard for me to get really attached to the story that way. And also uh, picking up where you left off, talking about Edris uh, Elba as the villain, uh, he was really, really weak just as a And in general it seems like uh, in this film they were like okay we need an alien race out there that can just do things and we don't have to explain it we never really got a clear yeah. concrete description of why a star a stark uh, a, a Starfleet captain could crash land on this planet and and uh, he, he kind of says it was abandoned but then he said no there was workers left there but then how
0: did he get the ability to absorb other people and take on their like, looks. Yeah,
1: exactly, and then also it kind of turned him into an alien that kind of already looks like the other aliens on the planet, or or actually were all of his crewmates on are actually the aliens that we saw but that the numbers don't work out there had to be other aliens from somewhere else but then there's also just those normal people on the planet it was just i i have no idea i can't explain any of that and they didn't really explain it very well either but basically we just got the gist of oh aliens they can do things we're not we don't need to explain it and then I didn't really enjoy how the plot really evolved around this artifact that was never really explained. Since it was since it was stated that it was a small piece for a, a bigger weapon, I was expecting this weapon to really build up to be something really fantastic, you know, something uh, uh, something that could mm. like not necessarily destroy planets, but I was expecting it to do something really magical, something really different and and unique and really surprise me, but it basically it just ends up being something that turns people to dust and sucks them in It, it wasn't really clear so when at the very end his plan was to use that to destroy all the life on that ship i didn't really understand how that was gonna work uh, yeah the villain is definitely the weakest part of the movie if they could have some actually the more i think about it now the more and more i'm really not liking it so <laughs> so maybe it's not going to hold up too well in a second rewatch but i felt like if they could have somehow made that stronger it could have been a better it could have been a much better film
0: yeah it, again this is where I, it feels just like guardians of the galaxy to me and i don't fault it for that i think it's okay but the villain is the weakest part i think this should have been the second movie this should have been the follow-up to star Trek mm-hmm. because they're in like the middle or the latter half of their five-year journey. Mm-hmm. And that should have been it. And then the third movie is the end of that journey. Where does their five-year journey take them? What has changed on earth in that time? You know, maybe they, they meet something along the way who's then is trying to rush back to earth and they have to find a way back. I don't know, but like, I do not like Into Darkness, and I will, I will say that every day if I have to. <laughs> I know a lot of people disagree with me, and that's fine. Everyone can have their own opinions on film. But I think this should have been the next movie and in Into Darkness just you know tabled. Mm-hmm. And then the next movie, which, again, I feel the same. There were no stakes on the table because they had already announced the fourth movie. So you're like, okay, everyone's going to make it. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, I mean, if not, I mean, they have magic blood to bring them back from Into Darkness. Mm-hmm. like no one can really die in this this anymore yeah and
1: it is kind of and it is kind of strange in the atmosphere of summer blockbusters that we're in where we regularly see literally planets get destroyed i mean and and uh the force awakens we saw many planets just get blown up by that uh that that big giant death star and they kind of i felt like glazed over that a little bit in the force awakens so yeah i was definitely just like okay there's a good chance that this whole space station could just get annihilated uh that could happen Mm -hmm. so it was never really something i was too worried about i was kind of prepared for it to happen
0: yeah, no, I agree. I, I don't know. I just... The more... I mean, I, I agree with you. It's not perfect. It's not the best one. Uh-huh. But it's not bad. It's not horrible. I didn't... Again, I'm not offended, if you will, <laughs> by, by this movie. Because I'm like, okay, this is great. This is new stuff. It's great to learn. I mean, uh, Scotty took a bigger role in it. Mostly because the actor, Simon Pig wrote most of this movie as well. Uh-huh. Um, seeing some of their technology was cool. Seeing them drive that old spaceship out that we had no idea. Because we're not Star Trek people what kind of spaceship that was. Uh-huh. Uh, Find that out was kind of interesting. Uh, it was it was know. it was really great
1: uh, seeing uh, Justin Lin adapt this movie. Um, not adapt, maybe the wrong word, but, uh, you know, we were last time we saw him out and about, it was with uh, the Fast and the Furious movies. And I was really confused like, you know, are we going to be getting more of that? Is he going to lean himself well, lend himself well to a a science fiction world? But I thought he did a really, really great job. Um, I I think maybe some of the problems with the movie are more in the script, which is kind of hard to say because I really love Simon Pegg. So hopefully, maybe that wasn't on his end since he co wrote it. Um, but yeah, I thought he did a great job. He 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 put the camera in some really cool places. I believe yes, you said that.
0: That's, that's something I have to applaud this film for. He did give us some of the best visuals I've seen in a, in a sci-fi film. Uh-huh. You know, attaching it to like the dirt bikes and stuff like that. The the ship flying around, uh, the way it moves around the ship and all like all their action scenes. Uh-huh. It's just the camera, the way the camera moves and the angles it looks at. Like, you just don't see that hardly anymore. Uh-huh. It was very. Uh, artsy and kind of dangerous, even in, for a blockbuster film to do. Uh-huh. And I think that really helped make it feel more science fiction yeah than, and, than I, it did.
1: and i think that's one thing that we can really can uh commend the the star trek trilogy now with and even even if people that didn't like um into darkness that much they did some really cool things with the wart drive in that movie that i thought looked really really fantastic so these movies always look really really good whether you are hot or cold on them either way so i really well, i really enjoyed that um uh, the the character the characters are are back in, in in full force and they're they're funny they're charismatic uh, so I I love that we have that again.
0: <laughs> the lack of uh, lens flares was definitely noticeable <laughs> as well because again rewatching in the darkness there are lens flares on almost every important shot in that film. JJ right baby. Across the face. JJ baby. Yeah, he definitely he definitely used the milk those dry. Uh, but the last thing I, I kind of want to knock this film is the CGI just. Didn't live up to a Star Trek movie hmm. I, th- I, thought um, it, I thought it looked good to me So two things I noticed The uh, aliens whenever they're wearing the green Armored suits mm-hmm. um, Are pretty weak um, They obviously They float around a little bit more than they should Like they don't feel pressed up against Like the background like everything else is Like they, they, they pop a little too much But mostly the dirt bike scene When he's driving the dirt bike with Jayla Into the the prison camp where it's obviously a fake dirt bike. Yeah, there like, th-
1: there were some parts. I-, I think the when they established the dirt bike going over the hill for yeah. the first time. Yeah, I definitely I definitely saw that. But one thing, uh, you know, if we go into the environments like that, one thing that. Uh, I really enjoyed was seeing kind of this rocky outcropping because it kind of felt like an old classic Star Trek uh, TV mm-hmm. show they did that a lot in the in, in the old show you know they're like oh we're just gonna drive out to the desert and shoot something and just say it's an alien planet so I kind of got that vibe there so I thought that was kind of cool um, but yeah, also bringing up they, they actually say I think the word episodic a couple times in the movie and I think they're kind of uh, leaning uh, into that a little bit
0: yeah, they're kind of making fun of themselves a little bit. Yeah. Like, at the beginning, it was like, oh, this this whole journeying space is very episodic, and you're like, oh, I get it, like the like the TV show was because mm-hmm. they had episodes. But yeah, I, I mean, when the CG was CG by its like CG on CG, like the starships flying into like the other ships, I didn't have a problem with it. By the way, it was just whenever it was real mixed with CG, I could tell. Mm-hmm. Like that. That's whenever I complain. Um, overall, I'm excited for the next one. I, I thought I would might have Star Trek. Uh, uh, i guess over i guess what's the word when you have had too much of something <laughs> <Over> saturation <laughs> too full yeah a little full on star trek but i'm not i think this rejuvenated my energy for it as well in the fourth one with chris chris hensworth coming back uh hopefully uh jj abrams isn't directing it and, and we can we can enjoy that um so have you heard of the star trek rule for the films like uh, the even number i
1: mean i'm vaguely familiar with it but i'm not really sure
0: Okay, so it essentially means that the even number of Star Trek films are superior to the odd number of Star Trek films.
1: Okay, so, uh, uh, but is that going to work with our new franchise?
0: Well, see, so this this holds up up until the new franchise. So if you look at how they they kind of hold up uh, in terms of score. Um, Star Trek, the first movie, is it's okay. The average rating on it is like a 5.9. Uh-huh. But then if you go to the second one, Wrath of Khan, it's a 7.6, like the high one of the highest rating ones. Gotcha. Three is a search for Spock, which drops back down to a 6. And then the, uh, the fourth one, The Voyage Home, is back up to a 7.2. So everything is, is going on like that until it gets to number... Ten, which was Nemesis, which was like had Tom Hardy in it as a clone of Captain Picard. And this was in two thousand two and it totally messed up. But nine or I guess not nine, but number eleven the or (laughs) ten? Eleven. Eleven. The uh, reboot the reboot starts it over again. Okay. So, uh, now the, the the new trilogy is every other, pretty much every other film. Yeah. I mean, I I
1: guess, I guess we'll have to see if that pans out. I hope not because that means the next star Trek movie we get won't be good. And I want it to be good.
0: Yeah. I want it to be good. But I mean, I just think it was funny that I'm like, I didn't, I liked the first one. I didn't care for Into darkness, but then I like this one again. I'm like, this feels very familiar. Like the star Trek curse Mm -hmm. of sorts. But I just wanted to point that out. I thought it was funny. Um, Easter eggs in this movie, the only thing I can think of is Greg Grunberg uh, is the commander at the space station Uh uh, that they're at. Uh, He's in Star Trek or Star Wars. Um, The Force Awakens as a gunship pilot. He's in all of J.J. Abrams' stuff. He was in the show Heroes. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think he was in Lost, maybe, even. Uh, So that guy is, like, everywhere J.J. Abrams goes. Yeah, he's in a bunch
1: of stuff. This movie felt like an Easter egg movie uh, for people that love uh, Star Trek. You know, sometimes you're watching a movie, and you're looking at something, and you're like, I'm looking at an Easter egg. I can tell right now, but I don't know enough about the subject matter at hand. Mm -hmm. And I felt like, especially when you go into that old USS Franklin ship, I'm sure there's tons of Easter eggs in there uh, about you know the older series of Star Trek that totally went over my head. So I'm sure some people really enjoy that.
0: Yeah, that. Yeah, totally. I agree with that. And lastly, I just want to point out the Beastie Boys sabotage when it came yeah. out was actually one of the coolest sequences in the movie. Yeah,
1: I mean that that definitely harkens back to Beastie Boys being in every Star Trek movie, and also Beastie Boys. Uh, this was the sabotage, the same song that was at the very beginning of the first movie. And I thought that was really cool because I'm on board with any time that you get to use millions of dollars worth of special effects uh, tied oh. into Beastie Boys. So I, I'm, I love Beastie Boys. I, I'm, they're, they're, they hold a special little place in my heart. So that was a really amazing part of the movie.
0: It was. That was that was one of those moments where you're like fuck yeah. Like the good guys are getting them and like they're smoking their asses riding this exploding wave of ships Mm -hmm. through space. Like I, I, that was such a good, that was a good sequence and I just have to applaud them for for that because we we laughed at the trailer when they played it because we're like every movie trailer has Beastie Boys in it Mm -hmm. and it actually came to be something useful. So... I yeah, that.
1: and you can kind of see the gears start turning before that scene happens, where like, oh, we need a, uh, we need to disturb them. We need some sort of audio disturbance, something at a different frequency that are not used to. And I lean over to my wife and be like, they're gonna play music right now, <laughs> and then they did, yeah. and it, it it was really
0: great. It's awesome. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But other than that, I think I give the movie you know a good five out of seven. No, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, but I, I think it's a B. I agree with you. It's a B movie. Uh, rating, so I mean,
1: yeah, I think people were just more surprised than anything else that it kind of recovered from uh, Into Darkness and ended up being something uh, more exceptional than they thought it would be. Uh, I'll just reiterate: I thought the biggest problems with the movie were the the very poorly explained villain and where mm-hmm. he came from. But honestly, at the same time, a lot of summer blockbuster movies have problems with the villains and explaining them and their motivations. So, so it's it's a little easier to look over that but also i felt like uh this movie didn't really affect the star trek franchise that much we we saw a little bit more character development with kirk and maybe a little bit with spock but basically everybody else kind of remained stationary as crew members not much growth there not a whole lot affected starfleet they pretty much seemed like they
0: rebuilt their ship like yeah. They didn't even lose the ship permanently. Like, yeah. They rebuilt the ship.
1: Yeah, the ship's back to normal. Uh, the, not, not a whole lot of damage happened to that c- really crazy uh, space station built out in the middle of nowhere. So it seems like not a whole lot was affected. That's why this kind of just seems more like a pit stop along the road. Not a whole mm-hmm. lot happened. And actually, I was going to bring up this point before we uh, cut out of here that uh, I think that kind of just goes to show you the difference between Star Trek, the movies, and Star Trek, the The TV shows. You know, when you have an episodic TV show, uh, these uh, stories make more sense. You have these little independent stories that just slowly and gradually change things just little by little over an arc of a whole season, where it almost kind of felt like I watched one episode when I watched this and I didn't really get a full arc. So I think maybe, you know, some people. I have complained a little bit in the past about the Star Trek movies maybe being more uh, fantastical. It's, it feels more like Star Wars, less like Star Trek. It's There's more action and battles in it than there, and when there should be more science and exploring. And I do believe that, but I think uh, that leans better more with TV than it does with movies. So I think they have to strike a balance. And I feel like the balance is a little off with this. I hope with the next movie leading up to it you know we said Chris Hemsworth is coming back as his father Uh, I would assume it's not it's gonna be more than just a flashback, you know. Maybe it's gonna we're gonna go back into the time travel aspect. I really love that when they when they tweak with the entire universe, literally the universe, not the universe of Star Trek, but the universe as in the foreseeable galaxies and everything in front of them. So I like it when the stakes are a little bit bigger. And I do believe that was kind of the whole point of Star Trek movies to begin with was to up the stakes, up the budget. So uh, I'm hoping they do that with the next movie. But this was a this was a solid return. And um, uh, it's a good summer movie. Movie. Yeah, it's a good summer movie. It's a solid return. Uh, it's not going to offend. It's not going to offend you, as as, as as Chris might say. Uh, but it's it's a it's a pleasant surprise.
0: It is good. It is good, and you know, it, and I think that's probably why. Again, we wanted to do the spoiler cast is because it was it was better than we expected, and we wanted to tell you that. Uh-huh. Um, next weekend, I'm actually uh, looking forward to Jason Bourne, so I'm going to be watching the Bourne movies this week one uh-huh. at a time. And then we have Suicide Squad, so I don't think we'll do a Jason Bourne spoiler cast unless you know we surprise spoiler cast that. Again, like we always do. But, <laughs> uh, Suicide Squad is our next tentative spoiler cast. Yeah that that'll be that'll be a, a a big event for us. Yes, definitely. Um, in the meantime, Mike, if, if, if people want to find what you're up to and all your, your San Diego Comic Con exclusive knowledge that you were dropping, <laughs> where can they do that at?
1: Well, they can follow me over at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to read my webcomic, you can check that out at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if they want to get the, the nitty gritty and the lowdown and maybe some live tweeting of the Jason Bourne movies, where can they follow you?
0: Oh, you can find me on twitter at valdan v-a-l-d-a-n i'm really looking forward to jason Bourne. actually i've been playing the theme song uh, like every my my shower so really stoked on that and then you can find me on comicui.com as well if people want to find more of our regular shows not just our spoiler casts, and maybe more of our spoiler casts i don't know this is our 14th one where can they find it at
1: well they can find that over at superhero slate That is the best place to find all the outlets we store and stash and uh, distribute the show. We're over on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play, Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Tumblr. You can subscribe to us and get us right in your email inbox. You can like us on Facebook, and you can follow us on Twitter. If you're a fan of the show, please consider heading on over to iTunes, leaving us a review. It's super helpful for us, and we love that. And I think you can do that on Stitcher, too, maybe even Google Play. Review us wherever you can. That's uh, that's really awesome. And if you're a super fan of the show, just uh, share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy if you also thought idris elba's plan was uh really confusing and didn't really understand where he got his powers and your friend thinks differently maybe link him to this uh podcast and you can feel a little bit more uh uh empowered
0: <laughs> yeah totally i mean it's it's great i mean enjoy your star trek and, and your idris elba and your movies and if you can figure out what the villain's powers are if that's in another star trek show please let us know <laughs> i still i still want to know what he was doing Other than just absorbing people. Yes, exactly. Cool. Awesome. Well, I guess we'll see you guys on our regular scheduled programming next week.
1: All right. Bye, everybody.
0: Bye. Thanks for
1: listening and don't forget to subscribe.